the dirty red. They done let your boy back in the pilot seat again. I didn't think after last week they were going to do it, but they done messed around and, and let, them, let me back in this pilot seat. I'm joined by two of my favorites, former Clemson running back, soon to be girl dad. Yeah, join the club. Join the club, baby. And, and if it, and one time we come on radio, if it's already happening, and I'm, I'm introducing you as soon to be, go ahead and correct me, baby, because that's going to be one of the best days of your life. No doubt about it, man. Sure. Darian Rencher, former Clemson running back. Rench, what's good, man? What's good, boss? Glad to have you leading the show, man. Come on, I'm ready for it. Well, hey, man, make me look good, baby. I'm used to running backs and tight ends and wideouts making me look good. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. Hey, and, and one of my favorite dudes of all time, one of my favorite coaches of all time, former U of H Cougar head coach, Texas A&M Aggie head coach, Arizona State, Arizona head coach, I'm sorry, Kevin Sumlin. Kev, what's going on, Sumlin? What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, my oldest daughter is here, right? So here's what you got to look forward to. She went to NYU, and she's an actress. She's in West Hollywood, and uh, I'm my house in Tucson, so... She's here kicking it with me at 23 years old. And when you get old like me, you look forward to those days. Now, what you got to go on, what you got going on, my man, you got a long time for that. Yeah, I got, I got a long road ahead. You know, they say, you know, boys are there to like hang out with you, but girls will take care of you for the rest of your life. And that that's the best thing. Yeah. Amen. Hey. Check it out. I got a seven-month-old coach. I'm, I'm gonna be the I'm the only uh, dad that looks like a grandfather in the stands, so she ain't gonna have to take care of me very long. But Rich, you you one of them young cats, man. You're just gonna have to take sure. care of you. Hey, well, check it out. Before we get cranking, man, let's take care of a little business, man. We're we're powered by uh, Bet Rivers. Everybody, go to BetRivers.com. Check out all the action, and won't you want you to create a little action on BetRivers.com? You could also find us on Sirius on the Sirius XM app. And don't forget about our merch store, Field of 68.shop. We got all kind of t-shirts. You can find my cuss and disgust t-shirt on that joker. I don't know if either of you guys have one yet, but uh we'll, we'll get one, one in. Hey, coach, we'll get one in the works for you. We'll nice. get one in the mail, in the mail for you guys. Hey, look, we got a big night. We got uh Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated is gonna join us here pretty quickly. So if, uh, if you're dialed in, make sure all your, your friends, your family, your mom and them, call them. Make sure they're dialed in as well. That We'll spend about 15 minutes with uh, Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated. We got some Big 12 talk. We got my man, Wrench. He's, he's back on the interview trail. Deuce Vaughn. I got a great story about Deuce Vaughn, one of the great running backs in the country right now. Absolute, absolutely killing it up at Kansas State. Uh, we got an interview of, with him and Wrench uh, coming up here shortly. And we're going to play a little – uh, for real or fraud? I like to say real recognizes real and a fraud can't hide, fellas. You know what I mean? We're going to play a little bit of that at the end of this thing. But we always started off with a good toast of the night. Yeah. All right. And, um, Coach, I'm going to start with you, man. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to all do respect you, man. You, you, you've been around the block and back and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, uh, give me your uh, toast of the night, baby. You know, I, I I was last week. I got I went with Lance Leopold, right? Could have done it again this week, right? Kansas yep. off the chain, um, but I think tonight, based on what happened last week, it's a combination. I think Chip Kelly, with what happened the other night, unranked, right, playing at home, first really since he's been there, top. 20 victory, uh, whether Washington is a 
is for real or a fraud. That's a whole nother story. But it's a top 50, a top 20 team. And for me, it's kind of a combination because let's, let's be honest. We've been waiting for DTR to play, play that kind of game, play that kind of football since high school. DTR has been one of the highest recruited guys. He's been there for, what, nine years now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the DTR that we've been waiting to see. And that DTR and that Chip Kelly, that game, even though they came back, Washington did, uh, very little defense. But what I'm saying is I think that the combination of those two deserve a toast. So here's to Chip Kelly and DTR. Come on. Cheers. Rich, what you got, baby? Look, I'm going to go. I gave this team a shout-out uh, the beginning of probably my first episode. I we were talking about underrated teams from the ACC. This team is sitting at 5-0, and and they got a chance. Look, they, these next two or three games, they got a chance. I'm not going to say it's going to be done, but they put themselves right in a perfect position to get it done if it's ever going to be a time to get it done. Syracuse is 5-0. and Sean Tucker is one of the best running backs in the country. He's been putting up numbers for the last two years. He's having a really good year. Uh, Dino Baber's up there. They beat us. They, we lost to them in 2017. It was like the first loss we had in a while at Clemson. I've really respected what he's done there with that program. They're sitting at 5-0. They play NC State this weekend, who's still a top 15 team. They come to the Valley in two weeks. So these next two games, if they want to make that leap from an average good to elite program, they got everything they need to do to do it. So I'm just saluting them for being 5-0 and making the ACC a little bit competitive, you know? Here we go. Well, I'm going to be honest. This one pains me, fellas. This one, <laughs> this, this one right here is going to pain me. But I got I to gotta, I gotta keep it real, man. I, I got to give mine to Jalen Milrow, um, the, the backup Alabama quarterback that came in. He was a sophomore. They beat the brakes off my Arkansas Razorbacks. But, um, I mean, he's a kid from right here in the Houston area. He's a Katy kid on the, on the uh, west side of Houston. And uh, he came in and, and 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 won a ball game. They dealt with some adversity. Ended up being really made a couple of plays late in that ball game, along with Jameer Gibbs, that that absolutely uh, won it in the fourth quarter. But uh, so I, I want to salute him for his first real action, being being a on the road in a hostile environment. I was in the stadium. Arkansas was making a comeback. They got within four or five points, and Milrow weathered the storm and and uh, and went and won that football game. Uh, with a hell of a team at Alabama, but on the road, Alabama, their expectations are national championship. That we could be making excuses about a quarterback getting hurt while that while that team lost in in Fayetteville, and um, we're not doing that. So Jalen Milrow, I got I got to give one up to the young Houston area quarterback himself. Great kid, great family. I'm, I'm good to see good things happen to to a kid like that and a family like that. Like I said, we got um, Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated coming up. Here pretty quick, so stay stay dialed in now. But um, what we want to do is we want to jump into our our top four, fellas. Top four right now. We've seen five weeks of football plus, I guess week zero. Uh, so really six weeks of football that we've seen college football, and uh, the top the top ten in this country has just been going nuts in and out every week. Teams falling out, new teams jumping in. But uh, let, let's run through our, each of our top four real quick right right now. Who, who's getting in the college football playoffs today? Coach, if, if, if you're picking them today, who's in the college football playoffs for you? So right now, right, it, it, to me, there's, there's two things you're looking at, right? You're, you're looking at, right, who have you played? 
right? Which right. we right. all know right now, early, it looked like Miami was, Miami's just an average football team, right? So as you get to week four, five, six, you start to see some things start to happen. Consistency, close games, everybody's worried about, well, but did you win, right? Did you win the game? Right, because other people have not. Um, Right now, by the eye test and by who's playing, it's hard to say Ohio State's not number one. I mean, because of who they played and how they played. I mean, nobody wants to say it, but to me, right now, they're the best team in the country based on how they're playing from what I see, right? Uh, Number two, you know, Bama's going to be there. We get it, right? They're 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 what throwing up 40, 45 a night, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, just be honest, yeah. right? You lose your you lose maybe the other guy that the other quarterback that's probably the second best quarterback in the country. Young. It's twenty one to nothing. Twenty one to nothing, right? He gets hurt, right? He leaves. Team goes down. We all played football. We all know what that means. Either coach played it. And like everybody's like, oh, and then they struggle a little bit, and then they hit the accelerator again, another 40-something, right? Damn near 50 again. So right. to me, that's that's a real football team. Uh now, Clemson, what are they doing? Right? Who are they? Up and down a little bit. We'll figure that out, right? I would say there are three, you know. I, I, I really have a hard time with, with Michigan, right? I have a really hard time with Michigan. But to me, they are better. I think the sleeper team in this thing that's like four, four slash five is Oklahoma State B- because of the Big 12. I'm talking about the, the, the final four. I'm not talking about one, two, three, four. Because coming out of the, uh, out of the Big 12, Oklahoma State, because of their resume last year, Remember, if they don't go for it on on it, go for go for a touchdown, right? Big twelve championship. They're yeah, they're going to playoffs last year, and I have a hard time right now counting Oklahoma State out uh, of the playoffs right now. Rich, what you got, baby? Look, I'm a I'm a go. If we're going, so we're going right now, or who we think is going to finish it for? Because if we're going right now, I'm about to go. We're taking four teams right now. Right you know, now. I, yeah, I think Ohio State, like you said, I think two things, just like he said, who you, who have you played and how have you played? I think Ohio State has put it together. They're scoring points. I think just on both sides of the ball, they're kind of holding down right now, like what they're doing there. So Ohio State, I feel like for sure, and I, I don't see anybody out of that conference really giving them trouble right now. I mean, there's, there's some teams that could definitely – that could – hey, they could make a name for themselves and, t- and take the big dog down, but I don't see that right now. So Ohio State, um, then my two um, – I'm going to say Bama, but at the same time, Bama isn't looking like mighty, mighty Bama this year. They're not just steamrolling everybody. I mean, they had like, they've had two close games up to this point. The game in Texas could have went either way. The game of Arkansas, there was a point in there where it wasn't definitive. Like, oh my gosh, Alabama could have lost. I, I still say Alabama because they, 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 they're, just, they're Bama. You got to respect what they've done. And three, I'm going to put Clemson. And man, I, I say Clemson because Clemson's got two top 25 wins. All right through five games, and the rest of the rest of the season looks like a more like smooth sailing. But I think strength of schedule right now they got two really solid wins over Wake Forest and NC State. And hopefully those two teams go on to make our make our schedule look even better, which I think they will. Um, then I got Syracuse, who will be a potential ranked team coming in. 
They play Florida State next week. So I think the, the strength of schedule for them looks really good. And the biggest question mark from last year was scoring points. We're finally scoring points again, fellas. Look, yeah. DJ Uyunglele is doing his thing. They're rolling. So I'm excited about them at three. And then at four, I'm kind of the same way. I'm, that's a toss-up for me because you got, like, the team sort around. You got, you got Southern Cal. But to me, the, I'm just not entirely sold on Southern Cal. Um, you got Michigan. He didn't say a name. I think you still got to put UGA in that category. UGA, UGA probably had the strongest start of the season when they smacked Oregon. I mean, that's still – that was a statement game coming out, coming out the gate. And since then, they've had a couple moments, too, where, like, they don't look like mighty UGA. And so I'll, I'll probably put Georgia at four, honestly. Um, obviously, out of, the, out of that conference, will both teams make it? Probably not this year because I think USC out of Pac-12 could make a run. Oklahoma State could make a run. Well, those are my top four right now. So I'm going Bama, Clemson, UGA. Um, and who was my Ohio State? I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with this right here, fellas. I'm 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 putting Georgia still at one. I I can't I can't hold the Missouri game against Georgia and not hold the the Ohio State Notre Dame game against Ohio State. Now that we know who Notre Dame is, um, I can't hold the Texas game against Bama and and not hold. You know, everybody's had one of those right. one of those games that they probably shouldn't be as tight as they are, but I'm a firm believer in when you play 14 of them, hey, man, you ain't, you ain't going to show up and, and get your best game every time. You're going to be stuck in a dog fight with somebody that don't have any business being in the ring with you. What you got to do is be the one, the last man standing in that situation. I think each one of these teams has done it. Um, so I can't, I can't hammer Georgia too much. I still think Georgia is the best overall football team in America. The, the, the 49 to three just thumping of Oregon, who's now number 11. Oregon's done nothing but show that they're better than we thought they were since that ball game. I got to go with Georgia one. I'm going with Ohio State number two. They, they're really, look, they're, Notre Dame and Wisconsin, they're two big wins. I mean, I think by the end of the year, we're, we're going to, we're not going to mention them. I, I think their they're big wins are, are down the road for them. But OSU, there's no, there's no denying, guys. If especially when they get in Jigba back, or what is it, Jigba Smith or Smith and Jigba? Yeah. I don't know which one goes first. Right. But when they get that dude back, they are going to be by far the most explosive, the most explosive offense in America. And their defense is playing pretty damn good. So I'm going with OSU, Ohio State second. I'm going Bama, Bama at three. I'm I'm with you, Wrench. I'm not completely sold that Bama is is one of those that separated themselves from the from the crowd, especially if Bryce Young spends any kind of time out. Um, right. But they do – that. you know, the win against Texas was a good win on the road and a tight ball game. You're the last man standing. And then they go on the road at Arkansas. Again, I was there. It was a hostile environment. They lose their quarterback in the first half. They they fight through adversity. They win that ball game. Bama's, Bama's defense is playing better than I gave them credit for, if I'm being completely honest. And um, they're throwing up 45 a night. With whoever. Coach, you know what was crazy? <laughs> Don't hey, coach about that. Coach, you know what was crazy the other night in, in that Bama game, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, we get it, I, we're gonna have Bama on, on our on our rundown today because somebody else got to talk about it earlier the damn week. But I'm not sure, and I don't have time to go into this right now. I'm not sure that Alabama doesn't scare me more with Jalen Milrow quarterbacking than with Bryce Young quarterbacking. Now I think they have a better chance, obviously, to win the national championship and and beat teams like Georgia with, and, and and Ohio State. With a guy like Bryce Young that can just that that can at any moment in time explode. But when you're talking about when they play Arkansas or when they play AM this week, or when they play LSU or when they play Auburn, I mean, 
they're going to be they're going to be damn near unbeatable. Whereas if Bryce Young's back there in the pocket holding the football, at least you got a chance to get pressure and hit him and get a pick. Man, if they if they just line up and start road grading like the old school Alabama, they're going to be hard for one of these old middle of the road, middle of the pack uh, SEC teams to to beat. Man. All right, my last one, real quick, is Clemson. By the way, Clemson, the wins, the win over uh, NC State, the win over Wake Forest. I got to ride with my my boy Rich's boys down come there. On, come on, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, Clemson. All right, and we're gonna DJ, take a call. DJ is real. DJ, Back. you buy it. DJ is real. You riding with it, huh? Yep, I'm Back. riding with it. All right, I like it. Boy, boy, it didn't take me about two weeks before things changed. Did they? All right, we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take about we're gonna take a quick uh, one minute break, and when we come back, we're gonna have Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated. All right, welcome back to Field of 12 After Dark. I'm Clint Sterner, my man Darian Rencher, former Clemson Tiger running back. And Coach Kevin Sumlin, is, uh, that's his chair right there. He's got a hell of an office, man. There, there he is. Coach Sumlin, what's good? And, uh, How are you doing? Oh, we're all good, man. And, and we are joined by uh, Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated. Pat, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well, guys. Happy uh, midseason to you. Good to be on with you. Yeah, man, we're rocking, we're rocking and rolling good times. Hey, we want to jump into uh, some of the more controversial topics real quick with you, man. You're the pro. You're the pro. You, we got we to gotta jump into the, the hard-hitting questions here. Um, Paul Christ out at, at Wisconsin, man. Th this thing has been, uh, I mean, a, a, an A-plus a story for the last several days in the college football world. Was this the right move for Wisconsin, man? It didn't feel right to me. I mean, you you can find some ways to justify it, but, uh, you know, this is a guy who is, I mean, he is Wisconsin to the crib. You know, I mean, he was born there. He went to school there. His dad coached there. He played there. He was assistant coach. He's the head coach. And he had a good record. And, you know, I mean, it's like not like he was a bum or anything. And and for him to be dismissed five games into a season, 
uh, just uh, felt wrong to me. And I think it's a little bit uh, kind of emblematic of where the sport is at this point. It's just like there's so much money out there and it's silly money. And I think there's panic and high stakes that go along with that, that drive decisions that, that I just, I, I, they rub me the wrong way. You know, I mean, it, it, they can afford $11 million payout because the big tens getting ready to make more money than God. So, you know, they can do these things, but I, I, I just thought that that was a poor way to handle it. I would have given him certainly the rest of the season. I did not see it coming. Shocked me, Clint. Well, what do you think? Is that the, is that the best job that's open right now, coach? I mean, I know there's a handful of jobs that are out there that are open. Does that Wisconsin job immediately shoot to the top? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, so many jobs are about fit, right? And and who fits in 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 that job? So, you know, there there are certain coaches out there that think Georgia Tech could be a goldmine because of where it is Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, and and as you've heard me say, the best jobs in the country are ACC jobs with SEC players. Right. So <laughs> where can you get those? Right. Where can you get those? Georgia Tech fits that bill and to to the right guy, which might not be a triple option guy, but to the right person right there in Atlanta, in that in that Mecca, it's it's a, a pretty good spot. And so, you know, to certain guys, a fit is a fit, right? Wisconsin's a good fit. It was a good fit, but you know, but they let a guy go like middle of the season, which I never thought that would happen. I agree. Um, but, you know, it, it's all about fit for coaches and, and uh, what you think is a bad job, what everybody else thinks is a bad job is a good job for the right guy. I guess my question, something to talk about is for me, like I just, I just finished playing. Um, and so when I, when I see Wisconsin, I've always seen them as like a, pretty respectable program they've won games been in new year's six bowl games i've had friends that play there and i feel like wisconsin you I mean, it comes with some swagger obviously they didn't get to the start they wanted to this year but i never looked at them as i looked at nebraska or georgia tech like the teams that just weren't living up to the hype at all i feel like wisconsin's been a really solid program put out a bunch of league guys um, i feel like they've kind of met the metrics besides probably playing in the playoffs and so to me what is the new like, what's the standard? What are they going for? What's realistic? And that's where it's crazy. They fired him because I'm like, y'all are doing a lot better than other teams. The other coaches have been getting fired. I get Nebraska firing, my man. I get Georgia Tech. They haven't won any games at all. But you guys have been winning and competing at the highest level, sometimes knocking off Ohio State in the last four or five years. So I just don't get what's the expectation now. Is it realistic? I think that's a great question because I, I think there is some unrealistic expectation there uh spoiled whatever the case may be delusional i i don't know but you know they 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 had a they've had a really long period of being good uh occasionally real good you know sometimes right. get in the top 10 go to the rose bowl uh which at wisconsin that's that's excellent and if you think that's going to happen every year all the time i think you're deluding yourself a little bit you know i i, I look at what what they're doing and i had some people say you know we want to be we're wisconsin we should be in the top 25 every year there's about six teams in the last five years that have been the top 25 every year. No more than that. And it's the usual suspects. We could name them all. So, you know, are, are you really, are you setting yourself up to be Nebraska after you fired Frank Solich or Bo Pelini? Are you setting yourself up to be Auburn after you fired Gus Malzahn and now right. you're getting ready to fire Brian Harson? Are you setting yourself up to be uh, – 
Texas after you fired Mac Brown or after you fired Tom Herman, and the next guy hasn't been as good. So you, hey, Jim Leonard, really highly respected, could work out well, but he better work out well because they're putting a lot on this. I mean, that, that's got that's got to be a hell of a gig. They're in the right side of that of that conference, right? I mean, it, the the expectations. The, I'm I'm one of those guys. Path of least resistance, baby. I mean, get, if, if I can get that Big Ten money and I can have, I, I can play in that in that easy division, and now I got to do is go win the title, win, win the conference championship to get in that big dance. I'm a I'm a path of least resistance guy. I know that I know that shocks you, Coach Sumlin. I, I know that surprises you right there. <laughs> hey, Pat, who who are the uh, the top candidates? Man, the list and the names that are floating around out there since the Nebraska job, since Frost was let go at Nebraska. I look at some of them and I'm just like, you got to be shitting me, man. There's no way that that's that's literally the short list. Um, who, who do you who are the top candidates out there, legitimately, in that Wisconsin uh, in that on, on the Wisconsin map? Well, I think they do want to give Jim Leonard a legitimate shot at it, and uh, you know he's had some opportunities maybe to go elsewhere. He stayed. I think people viewed him coaching, waiting sort of thing, and now you know the wait was shorter maybe than we expected. Uh, so I think he gets a legitimate seven-week audition. If it doesn't work out, where do they go from there? Hey, Lance Leipold, who's killing it at Kansas, is a Wisconsin legend. All right, he's from the state. He won six D3 national championships in the state. Uh, so I think he would be an attractive guy there. Dave Dorn has had his name thrown around for a couple jobs, for Nebraska and possibly for Wisconsin at North Carolina State. He's just done a consistently really good job. Uh, at right. NC State, so you know, if if Jim Leonard doesn't work out, they will not be hurting for candidates. The question is, can you get somebody who is as good as Paul Christ? Yeah, that that's going to be that's going to be interesting. When you let one go that's averaging that many W's a, a year over a good good sample size, it's tough to let, let's just let's just say what it is, right? When when somebody gets let go this early in the season that has that much success, there's a plan in place. Right. And, you know, I, I, you know, Jim Leonard is, is the guy right now, right. They're going to give him a opportunity, but they don't want to pass up on what, what Pat just talked about. There are two other viable candidates, right. Depending on what happens at the end here that, that they can sign up quickly to get back to Wisconsin, to have Wisconsin roots that, that understand the culture there. And it gets back to what I said, it's about fit. And all three of those guys fit, but they have a guy in house that's going to have an opportunity to, to show the fans and, and show the players if they can win at Wisconsin. And that, I got a question. So um, maybe I can go real quick. It's just at my Clemson, I had that similar experience. Well, that's kind of in the lineage of Coach Sweeney got when Bobby Bowden got fired, not Bobby Bowden, Coach Bowden got fired. Mm -hmm. Coach Sweeney took over midseason and he had a little window to win is improve as much to the Clemson family as he could to prove he could be the guy for next year. How many games do you think he has to win? Or which games do you think he has to win to really win over the Wisconsin fan base? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I think he, they, they, I, this also may have played a factor in the, uh, the, the hire, I think, or the, the move, I'm sorry, the firing. And then subsequently the, the elevation of, uh, of Jim Leonard is the schedule. Uh, you know, they're, they're giving Jim a, a, a kind of a soft launch here. It's two straight road games, but road games at Northwestern at Michigan state, maybe the worst teams right. in the two respective divisions. Then you come home for Purdue and Maryland. Then you got Iowa at Iowa. This is where it gets interesting. I think the last three weeks, 
If you get through those first four, if you're four and off, you're three and one, you're rolling. You're in pretty good shape. Yeah, right. Then at Iowa, which is a rival, at Nebraska, then the big rival game, Minnesota. So if he can get through there five and two, I would not be surprised if he is the full-time coach shortly thereafter. But they will wait. I think they 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 will let this thing play all the way out. If you lose the Paul Bunyan axe game to Minnesota at the end, that wouldn't sit too well. That's Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated, Darian Rencher, former Clemson running back, and Kevin Sumlin, uh, former head coach uh, in the SEC Conference USA. Um, coach, I, I was doing a little digging. I, I didn't know you had two Conference USA coaches of the year and an SEC. I knew you was doing your thing up there. I didn't know you had. I didn't know you had three of them. No, Sammy. Damn, come on now. No, come on. Just, yeah, just trying to win some games, bro. <laughs> and stay away from what we were just talking about right now, which I didn't stay away from, right? Hey, so, so that's Pat, right. To your to your point, if you look at that schedule right now, because you know I've been to a few uh, Big Ten games, right? I think Maryland's a pretty good football team right now. I, I the way they played Michigan, you know that that. Yeah. To me, they're a problem, right? Uh, Purdue, Minnesota, who knows who Minnesota is right now after right. Purdue goes up there and beats them, right? Um, and then you look at the rest of that schedule, like you said, Nebraska, I mean, they should walk off with Nebraska, right? Iowa is not going to score any, score any points. We know that, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you can stop them, you, you can kick a field goal and win the game. So <laughs> it's It's – I think the set the schedule is soft for him to be successful, and it's set up that way. And you know, call me crazy, but uh, timing is uh, kind of interesting to get rid. Of. I I think he wins the rest of his games. Another point to that point, Kevin. Uh, last year they started badly. They started one and three, and then he turned it around. I wonder if they're thinking, "Oh, we're not giving him a chance to turn it around this time." We're exactly. going to give that chance now to Jim Leonard, you know. That's that's where that might be coming from. Hey, hey guys, let's let's move on to this this next topic. Um, hey, hey, Coach, some you may you may want to go to you may want to take a restroom break or get you another drink or something. Get hey, if you go to the bar, get your boy one. Get give me a refill, man. Um, Jimbo's malaise at A and M. Did I say that right, Pat? Did I say that right? You did. You're dealing yeah. with an old Arkansas grad now. The <laughs> plays is a new is a new term for me, man. But uh, obviously, look, man. Obviously, some some unexpected struggles last year and this year uh, for A and M. And and we don't. I don't need to go. I don't need to go too deep into explanation. I mean, the offense is the offense right now is 102nd in college football. They're fourth dead last in the SEC. It's an offensive minded head coach. Jimbo's got problems. In uh, in College Station, oh, big problems. I mean, they, they, you know, he's got big money, but he's got big problems. More money, more problems. I guess uh, he's he, you can't you can't figure out how to possibly fire him because he is he's his contract's ridiculous. But yeah, crazy people are getting disenchanted really quickly there. And the you know the other great thing, he look, he's got the recruiting, and people I think could rightly say, give these guys a chance to grow up a little. They are young. I mean, their star players are young. The problem is Jimbo, offensive guy, alleged quarterback whisperer. What's he whispering to the quarterbacks? Because it's not getting there. You know, is he? It's it's not translating. And really, since Jameis Winston, I'm not sure he's been a, a great quarterback coach necessarily. So, uh, 
you know, there's just, there were such high expectations. And I thought this team was a year away. I really did. I thought they were overrated coming into the season, but I didn't expect them to be this bad. I didn't expect them to lose to App State. So I'm going to the game in Tuscaloosa. If they get buried there and, you know, Saban wants to prove a point and go hurry sure. up in the last two minutes while he's up by four touchdowns, you know, I, I, I'm not sure anybody would blame him after what happened in the offseason. But that uh, that's really kind of an ugly situation and, and fascinating. And, you know, Coach Sumlin knows that that is a cauldron of pressure at that school. And they have incredible expectations all the time, no matter what. Hey, coach, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I'm fresh out of I'm, I'm I'm fresh out. I'm at Pat, coach. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring you. I'm at Pat. Pat, I, I'm fresh out of waiting until these youngsters grow up, boss. I mean, I, I'm I'm just I'm fresh out of it, man. I, I'm down here right in the middle of it. I mean, these are top five recruiting classes. Um, you know, since since he got the gig, uh, and several before he got the gig. Um, I mean, it, it seems like year after year we're we're talking about we'll let these four and five stars grow up, man. Let's develop these guys and 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 oh, my quarterback got hurt. Let me let let me let me get my quarterback back in there. Now we're working on our third quarterback and and ultimately, if we're being honest, I mean, I, I just I, I I'm I'm about the product on the football field, man. And when I watch this offense, it is the when you start talking about let's say top twenty five teams. It is the most outdated offense that I watched. And that's just because I can't think of a better term. It, it is – it's the most outdated. It's, it, it appears to be very simple from the outside looking in. There's not a bunch of motions and there's not a bunch of shifts and different movements that these new age coaches have where they're stretching everybody from sideline to sideline. There's none of that. But yet there seems to be an unbelievable amount of arguing and, 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 and confusion from about the numbers to the bench. If you know what I mean? It's like, it, like we're just trying to block most dangerous man on a damn bubble screen. Can we get that done, fellas? I mean, you got a five-star to do it. So I'm just – I'm fresh out of let the guys grow up. And, and I just think Jimbo's got to – Jimbo's got to answer to this, this – the music, man. I know we can't – they can't – 90-plus million-dollar buyout, they can't they, they can't make any big move. But he's got to answer to this music, man. And then I guess to me, so – we, we kind of were joking about this probably was it was me and you on here Clinton, like week three we're talking about is this this is a legit thing and now it's kind of it's looking like that you look at their schedule you go to, you go to bama and that could be the one if they can pull it out with now like johnny Manziel air i don't know if that's ever gonna happen again hey rich hey man if a frog had wings he wouldn't bump his ass every time he jumped d i mean he ain't, ain't no way in hell <laughs> look, you kidding me they, they go to bama they go to South Carolina to, and to me, I might take South Carolina as a favorite. Now, when I'm at, at Carolina, they want to get a win. They play Ole Miss at home, play Florida. I mean, who's to say the next four games won't be four L's or best one and three? Yeah, like, it I get, mean, it, 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 it could get really ugly. Right. I mean, the the knock has been he's coach eight and four there. Well, what if they're worse than eight and four? Then what do you do? I mean, but it's golden handcuffs. I don't I don't know how you get out of this situation without having to pay an absolute fortune. So I you know I think you gotta hope that you can talk him into letting somebody else call the plays. That's been brought up. Uh, you know, there there there's various uh solutions that have been offered but I, I i have a hard time figuring out any solution that doesn't involve jimbo fisher still being the coach in 2023 yeah look guys I, there's there's i mean there's one obvious solution if you can't fire him right 
and 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 you got to somehow take it out of Jimbo's hands because he doesn't appear to want to let it go. This has got he's got to hire an offensive coordinator. And, and I, I said this earlier. I think the most the 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 highest paid assistant coach in America next year should be the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. <laughs> because look, let's be honest. What Jimbo's doing from a recruiting standpoint. Is impressive now. I mean, it's impressive. He's hell eight and four, fifth in the West last year, and he's still getting these guys to come in there. I mean, so what? I mean, I don't think everything Jimbo d- d- does is necessarily. Hey, you got to get him. He's running a good ship. It's just that offense has to change, man. He's got to hire an OC. He's got to go. He's got to go ask the top three OCs in America. Hey, you write the check. I'll give you a blank check. You come on over here, and you you can uh, you can coach the offense. That's the only that's the only thing that that AM can do if you look at their current situation right now. Um, hey Pat, I know we only got you for a few, man. I, I want to jump down to uh, the Big Twelve. Uh, the Big Twelve appears to be doing fine without OU in Texas, at least without OU in Texas leading the way. Um, and we can't talk about the Big Twelve without leading this thing off with the Kansas Jayhawks, man. Uh, it, it, are, are they for real? Is this a team that you you think? could potentially win the Big 12? Well, I mean, look at the way they've played. If you watch them, they look good. Jalen Daniels is a fantastic quarterback. He is really good, and their scheme's great. I mean, they're fun, and they're playing with incredible confidence that they've never had, or at least haven't had in 15 years. So, uh, And you look around the league, and that's this is the great thing about this league. I'm enjoying it so much this year because it is not the usual suspects on the very week that we have the Red River game, OU in Texas, the game of the year is in Lawrence, Kansas, and it's TCU in Kansas. So, I mean, that's that's amazing. And that, like, if if you are in the Big 12 and you're pissed at OU in Texas for leaving, this is like the ultimate schadenfreude for you because you're like, ah, bye, Felicia. We're doing fine without you. We're winning games over here. We got ranked undefeated teams playing. We got game day in Lawrence. Y'all go have your little Red River game and then go get your ass kicked in the SEC. Fine. So, right. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's a fascinating, fascinating season there. I think Oklahoma State's very good. I think Kansas State is good. I, I think TCU's really good, too, though. I mean, I, this is a tough game for Kansas. I, I was down and talking to Sonny Dykes before the year, and he didn't want to say too much, but you could tell he really liked the personnel they had. Loved the offensive line. Thought they had a bunch of different kinds of receivers. And he was playing pretty coy with the quarterbacks. Like, yeah, we got three guys. I'm not sure who it's going to be. Yeah, well, Max Duggan looks like a Heisman finalist at this point. So, <laughs> I mean, they're they're good. They are good. That that's a uh, hey, Pat. You've done this a long time, right? This weekend, it, it's usually game days trying to figure out if they're going to Alabama and M <laughs> or they're going to Texas, Oklahoma, right? Yeah. No, they're in Lawrence, Kansas. Right. That that's enough to be said. Right. And and, that, yeah. and, and, and that says a lot about what, what Lance has done and where that program is. And, and sure, they got some bounces last week. What Iowa State missed, what, three, four field goals. And it, but in a great year and things like that, things like that happen. Right. You got to get some bounces. But they're playing at a high level. I think right now for the first time, you know, no one cares about the OU on the side of the helmet. No one cares about Texas. You've got four other teams in the Big 12 right now, right. TCU, uh, Kansas. Oklahoma State has never cared, right? <laughs> they're they're going to play like crazy, right? Yeah. And then yeah. all those guys that have to go – I was looking at Oklahoma's schedule. they got to go to Lubbock too, right? 
So there's a good chance Oklahoma will be even or underdogs for the rest of the year. Yeah. That's crazy. It right? is. Texas this week is what what favorite? Five, seven? Seven, which I mean, that's that's a big number. Texas hasn't been favored against Oklahoma since like 2009. Right. That's what I'm saying. So why not one of those teams, right? Yeah. Sonny's doing a great job. I mean, that that was not a fluke. He pulled off at the end. They probably could have got 75, 80, right? And so, you know, I think Kansas is in a a great position right now because they're hungry. Uh, They've beaten Iowa State, who's going to beat one of those two which they do every year, yeah, right? right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and so Oklahoma State is right there. So between Kansas and Oklahoma State and the Big 12, I, I think it's a toss-up right now. And it, it that has nothing to do with Texas or OU for the first right. time in who knows how long. Yeah. No, it's, that's, look, that's why we, one of the reasons we love this sport is because you just don't know what's going to happen. Nobody saw this right. weekend coming, and here we are. Nobody. I think from a conference standpoint, they, maybe besides – Probably more than the Pac-12, but just competitive depth. That's something the ACC we've been fighting for for forever. Kind of like you, you kind of know it's, it's going to be Clemson, obviously NC State. Pitt, Pitt's kind of made a rough, like a, you know, what I'm saying a little roughest. Uh, Wake, Wake is doing a great job. Florida State's finally back. But to me, the the Big 12's conference, even the teams that are kind of lower, they all got to play each other at some point. Even Iowa State could come back. Texas can make a run. Texas Tech can make a run. But to have the best football being played in the state of Kansas is just. From my experience going through recruiting and everything and then seeing, like, my years in college, the fact that Kansas is playing the best football, Kansas State and Kansas, that's crazy. And it's really cool to see from a, as a college football fan to see the conference kind of be flipped upside down. Absolutely. I love it. It's great. And, that, yeah, that's, the depth top to bottom is, is big. And, like, last year it's Baylor-Oklahoma State in the championship game. It's right. not OU Texas. This year we could be looking at that again. I mean, if you're Brett Yormark, the commissioner there, you're like, see, we're going to be okay. Pat, I know, I know they're not playing their best football right now, but and, and they've been in the news because they changed coaches. But I want to, I want to hammer down on on your thoughts on what's going on uh, at Oklahoma right now. I mean, this is a a a defensive minded head coach, and I know it's just, I know he's up against a lot. I'm not I'm not holding his feet to the fire, just making the point, stating the fact. They gave up, if my math is right, 668 yards against TCU last week. And I just heard Coach Sumlin say they pulled off. They pulled the reins back. I mean, boy, I mean, I know there's some tough times in, in Oklahoma, but damn, that that's that's a tough pill to swallow for Venables now. Hey, TCU scored 27 in the first quarter on Ooh. you. And that's, I mean, that was the whole thing. Like, oh, look, fans are, are emotional everywhere, right? And Oklahoma fans were so emotional and mad about Lincoln Riley ditching them. And not for the NFL, but ditching them for another college team. And so they were so mad that they it was that thing, you know, like if you get divorced and all of a sudden I'm going to go find somebody else and get some pictures up on Instagram and Facebook and we're going to see how happy I am here with my new one. Right. That's Venables. Like Venables going to be great. He's going to fix the defense. We're going to be tougher. We're bringing back Jerry Schmidt for the strength coach. We got a great offense. We don't need Caleb Williams. We don't need uh, Lincoln Riley. Just watch. Well, now we're watching. Guess what? They probably miss Lincoln Riley. (laughs) All right. That's Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated. Pat, man, we appreciate you for joining us, brother. Thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time on this in this busy time of year, brother. Happy to do it, guys. Thank you very much. You got it. All right. We got uh, our guy, 
Darian Wrencher, he sat down. He just you just becoming the the the, the full time reporter, baby. Just straight interviewing folks, man. Well, look, I'm taking taking what I can get, man. Trying to make the most of it. But yeah, we got um, <laughs> I call I call him the little engine that could. I think he's standing like five, 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 six, hundred eighty pounds, soaking wet. But man, he's a baller. He's he's top five in rush right now in college football. Deuce Vaughn. If you don't know him, definitely a name you should look out for. Uh, it's putting on for all the little guys out there. But interview coming up next. Uh, me and Deuce Vaughn. Kansas State legend right now. Check it out. What's up, Phil 12? This is Darian Rencher, uh, college football analyst here with my guy, Deuce Vaughn. What's good, bro? What's good, man? I appreciate you having me today. Yeah, glad to have you on, man. Look, me and Deuce uh, connected a couple weeks ago, so it's kind of come full circle now doing the interview. Kind of going back two weeks ago, bro, you got a really big win against Oklahoma. Y'all been on a really good run. Like, talk me through, like, how the season's been going for you guys, especially after getting that game. Right. Uh, so leading up to that game, we came off of a, a pretty disappointing loss to Tulane, and we felt like as right. a football team, uh, we didn't play our best football. Uh, just as a collective, I feel like on offense, we were inconsistent. Uh, we didn't have a pulse uh, or an identity, really, against Tulane. It was something that we really wanted to focus on going into Oklahoma, understanding that it's really 12 one-week seasons uh, here in college. Right. Because anyone can be anyone. So uh, going into that game, we understood that our preparation, the way that we handled our business throughout the week was going to be big. Uh, and that's exactly what we did. And it gave us the confidence, the belief to go into a tough environment down in Norman against 85,000 people that, I mean, want to see you lose. And almost, I mean, as a football team, collectively play really, really well. Uh, understanding that we still had some things that we could have done better. Uh, and to go down there and have the belief for the entire four quarters, the way that we played is probably the biggest thing uh, I looked at as a football player was saying, these guys, I mean, we're out here flying around, playing uh, playing hard. Uh, rules and principles were in place. And it was kind of one of those things where everybody was playing fast and it was really cool to see. And then, of course, as soon as you finish up with that game, you hop into conference play again. Right. It's Texas Tech, who's a really physical, uh, fast, athletic football team, and they are coming off a big-time win against Texas. So it's one of those things where you have to rewire your brain again to say, hey, man, we just won a big-time game, but we have to put it behind us. Uh, this right. team into, into Manhattan is a really good football team. We have to prepare the same way that we did going into Oklahoma uh, to play here at home. And I feel like we did that. We had some lulls and stuff throughout the game as an offense, and uh, but we played really well. And we were able to get a big-time victory and now uh, shifting our focus to Iowa State before the bye week. Yeah, bro. I mean, I think everything you said, just being on some good teams, like that's kind of – you got to go win on the road in big-time in big environments, good teams, win on the road. And then, like you said, just having that one week – like season like mindset is like right. so important um as you kind of go through the season because like you can't get too low can't get too high you just got to stay steady but y'all are like y'all are right i feel like besides the two lane obviously that was kind of a letdown was that i mean what were your expectations going to the season and also how many times y'all been ranked top 25 since you've been there um this is my i believe third time uh whenever let's see last year i believe we were ranked once uh and then this year uh we were 25th last uh week and 20th now so i believe my third uh and but expectations as far as coming into the season we understood that we had a really really good football team uh yeah. we had the, the pieces in place all over the football uh field and we had the cohesiveness as a, as a football team to say man we're a family uh, we we felt that ever since we started winter workouts and uh, we battled through so much adversity together throughout the year that, uh, man, this is the fun part. You know what I'm saying? Uh, summer yeah. workouts and everything, they, I mean, they don't compare to this. This is this is what we do. Uh, play football uh, every day in and out. And then on Saturday, go out there and you get to celebrate the work that you put in. 
and uh, understanding that, uh, man, it's going to be, it was going to be tough. It's going to be hard, but understanding that this football team is built for it. And uh, for us, um, of course, every single time we step on the football field, you want to get a win. Uh, so going right. every single week is our goal as a football team and going one oh every day as a, as a football team is our goal. And uh, up to that point, I feel like we've done a pretty good job at it. And at this point, it's just being consistent. Uh, and, man, just understanding that even after two-lane loss, everything that we want is still in front of us. And right. uh, attacking every single day like that is what we've been doing ever since. And, man, I'm so proud of this team and everything we've accomplished at this point. All right, Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State running back. Man, I tell you what, I mean, he's knocking on 700 yards already, Wrench. I mean, that had to be a great, that'd be a great interview sitting down with him. His pops, there, his pops was uh, one of my coaches at Arkansas. He came in with you, oh, wow. Chris Vaughn, one of the best dudes I've ever been around. Great football coach, um, unbelievable person. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't, I mean, I don't follow the recruiting and all that. I mean, hell, Chris right. bounced around from Ole Miss to Texas. He was bouncing all over the place. So I didn't know where Deuce ended up. But the minute, the minute I saw Deuce Vaughn jump on the scene at Kansas State, I seen his face, I heard, saw his last name and I saw his face and I said, hey, that's got to be Chris Vaughn's man. That's got to be his little boy right there, man. So um, great, great player, great kid, great family. Good stuff right there, Wrench. You, you got a future, my brother. You got a future. Nah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, let's uh let's jump into some of that the, the Kansas State uh conversation real quick, man. Just yeah. um look, they they've got K-State's looking good. They got wins versus Missouri and Texas Tech, uh, and at OU. Uh, but they do have a bad loss on their on their record right now with, with Tulane, man. That's I think that's really going to hold them back. I, I think I think for somebody to come out of the Big Twelve and be taken serious in terms of the college football playoff when it's all said and done, you got to run the table. You damn sure can't lose to Tulane if, if, the, if the committee's going to take you serious. But but I tell you what, they're they're looking good and they're playing some some great football. Wrench. Yeah, I mean, I would look. Every coach in America is winning some games. Going to say that the goal is to win them all. To me, Kansas State has already exceeded expectations. To me, beating Oklahoma. Like, I think them coming, like, going into Oklahoma and winning that game was huge. And they're in the top 25. Deuce was saying this is the third time in his career. And third week in his career, he's been in the top 25. It was, like, one time last year. Then the two times this year they've been in the top 25, the only two times in his career they've been ranked. And so for that program, this is already monumental. Um, I think now it's, like, one thing to think you can, as we all know in football, but it's one thing to know you can. And now they know they can go win games, win the biggest of them. And to me, look at that conference. The like you said, the shields aren't shining as bright as they used to be. So I don't think there's nobody that really puts fear. And they already went to Oklahoma. They went there and won that game. And you look at their schedule. They got Iowa State at Iowa State, which would be a good game. They do play TCU in two weeks. Then they got Oklahoma State, and they got Texas. So they got a really, they got a tough little schedule. But I mean, at the same time, they're at the top of their conference, and I feel like they're why why shouldn't they win those games more so than why they shouldn't. Yeah. Well, I, so, I, I would say this. I, I, I think this, that the, the X factor for K-State is Martinez. Ooh, come on. I mean, hey, 100%. I have never, I mean, I didn't know he was that fast. I mean, when he opens up, he's gone. Or they say, he gone. He, I mean, <laughs> right. he, I mean, he's, right. right? And I've been around some guys that could go, right? But when he opens up, and you saw it the last two weeks, when that head starts bobbing and he is rolling by people, 
and that keeps the running back. I mean, that read option is different with him. And they're running some because you got you got to trust it. You really got you really got to. Oh trust man, because he he's a wire to wire guy. He's not a first down guy. He's not you know no 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 disrespect, Clint. He's not you know like get a first down, maybe get in the red zone, then we're gonna run the guy. Might get this guy can go. He's a home run hitter, right? right? And and you've got really two elite talents back there in the backfield, and and Martinez can spin it too. So he's putting pressure on defense in a different way. Ask Oklahoma. Ask right. I mean this. I mean you don't just. I mean you can say what you want about Oklahoma's defense, but they got speed. He ran away right. from everybody the last three weeks. He's run away from. So I don't see K State going away anytime soon. I just don't. Right. I, 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 I because of the guy who's got his hands on the ball every snap. I think Martinez right now is playing it as high a level as any quarterback in the country. Hey, Coach, I, I like I like the way that Kansas State handled their quarterback situation. They obviously had a good squad coming back. They lost Skylar Thompson last year. Skylar was a dude that could he, – he could move the sticks with his feet, but to your point, he wasn't a guy that was going – when he kicks that chin up, ain't nobody catching him. Um, and, they, and he could throw it around the park a little bit. Well, now you jump to Adrian Martinez. The one thing you do when you bring in Adrian Martinez as a transfer, the one thing you do know is that you're going to have a one-two punch with Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez. You know going from Nebraska to, to, to Kansas State, he wasn't going to lose his feet now. Now, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you, you, we can split hairs about his ability to throw the football. I'm talking about on his, on his way into Kansas State. We right. can split hairs on whether we knew, hey, he's going to come in here, he's going to be able to light it up. But we knew he was bringing them feet with him. And just Kansas State talking about going and getting a for sure. Like, you don't have to go get the sexiest guy out there. You don't have to go get – don't ever pass up for sure for Samoa. My boy Emmett Smith hey, told hey, me that a long hey, time hey, ago. Hey, look, don't look, ever look. pass up for sure for Samoa. No and they went out there and got a guy that they knew what they were getting. So, Adrian Martinez right now, I mean, he's knocking on 1,200 yards of total offense. Uh, in 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 five games, four or five games. I mean, Deuce Vaughn, 125 yards rushing per. Kansas State's going to be a problem. I think they can win the Big 12. I don't think they can get into uh, the the college football playoffs. Let's let's jump real quick into um, what do they call it now? Hell, the the Red River Showdown. Um, Shootout. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought uh, Red River rivalry. Red River. Say that three times real fast. Damn. Um, <laughs> the Red River Showdown. It's the first time since 1998 that this game has taken place and both teams weren't ranked, right? Hell, that's that's, that's when that's back in my day. That's back when I was spinning the old pigskin, coach. Uh, I think we might have beat up on Texas that year. Um, Texas is currently a seven-point favorite right now. What, coach Sumlin, real quick, what do you think is at stake with this ball game? Two, three, and two football teams that appear to be at a point where. They they got they got a fork in the road, man. You either gonna go go real far south, or you gonna keep hope alive. Pride. That's it. The, the, there there is no bear, this game has no bearing on the Big Twelve championship. They're playing for pride and recruiting, right? That's it. And and like I said, who would have thought this weekend game day right. is not there right. or Alabama A and M, right? Yep. They're in Kansas. That tells you all you need to know about this game and and what's at stake. Right now, you know, who and who's going to win? T- Texas, what, five, seven-point favorites? Seven. 
Yeah. When's the last time that happened? I think yeah. I heard it earlier. It's been it's been a minute. It's been a good minute. It's been a and, good and minute. To, and to me, man, y'all look, Coach V. Got, it was a reason I got to Clemson. Recruited me, got me in there, and like he had a lot of hype going to season. And I thought they were. I had them in the playoffs. Like I was. I would love to see Clemson and in, in, in Oklahoma in the playoffs. That'd be a great game. But right now, it's not going that way. To me, this is a this is a must win game for him because that that Oklahoma fan base. The people talk about the fan base. They might have. The craziest fan base. That's my opinion of seeing how, how wild they are on social media, how much they support the players. Their fan base gets behind that team. And I think this game, like like Coach was saying, is really for pride and for Coach Coach V needs some momentum, man. Like he's two big losses. He needs a game like this to kind of people like a, it's still it's still a recognizable win. It's still Texas. It well, obviously it, ain't holding that much weight in the top 25, but it's still Texas. Let, let me just say this, right? I coached here for five years. I mean Five great years at Oklahoma. And for this game, what people don't understand, if you're at Oklahoma, you're playing at the Texas State Fair, right? That's not a neutral site. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the middle of the Texas State Fair. They're rocking the bus. And I've said this a long time ago. If they didn't rock the bus, because half the guys on those buses are from Texas, right? (laughs) So you're coming back home. They're like rocking the bus and, and yelling at you. That you, you, those those guys are going to play their ass off that day. You ain't going to worry about yeah. them. It's the other guys that come in there, and it's a hundred and some thousand people. You, it's right. old school. You come down the same tunnel, right? You got to wait for the other team, which that never happens, right? There's going to be a fight in the tunnel, right? There's going to be a fight outside. There, I mean, it's a real rivalry, right? And everybody there is not happy. And the only place, I mean, I've been through a bunch of different uh, rivalries, but the 50-yard line is crimson, right? And burnt orange at the 50 all the way around. It's crazy. And there will still be that way, except for this year, it's for nothing, for pride. Yeah. And the fifth or sixth week of of the year, the team that wins this game, is making their chance of uh, pushing towards a national championship. Yeah. Period. Hey, coach. I, here's the deal. I, I think I think it's about the loser of this ball game. I, the, the loser is done, and I don't just mean in the Big Twelve. I, I mean like Venables is trying to rebuild a, an organization. He's trying to rebuild a program that was decimated yeah. when the former coach left. He's trying to rebuild. I, I would disagree. You're not going to re. There is not a rebuild at Oklahoma, right? Even right now with what you're watching, Coach? Uh, well, I mean, right now it's a rebuild, but – It wasn't going, It wasn't a rebuild going into it, yeah. Right. Uh, to was me, it was a, a continu- last continuation. Nah. Right. Well, well, either, yeah, either way, either way it goes, you get my point, Coach. Like, you, it, like recruiting is going to be tenfold harder if you lose this ball game. I mean, right. for, for both guys. Like, Tex Sark is in year two. You played Alabama tight. You lost to Texas Tech. You got a chance. You go beat OU. Everybody will think you're still trending in the right direction. You lose, man, you're that same old five sub-500 football coach that can't get it done at Texas. Right. Venables is – I mean, he wins this ball game. I think I think people will, will, will be a little bit nicer as he as he gets this thing rolling uh, versus, boy, if he loses, it could get ugly. Hey, guys, look, um, I could go all night with you two at the end of the day. We, we could do this. <laughs> we could do this all night. But I'm getting pushed out of the damn room over here. So, uh, we got to get out of here. But for everybody out there listening, thank you so much. For listening to uh, Field of Twelve After Dark, um, we, we're here. I guess what is it? Saturday, 
uh, and Monday through Thursday, I think, is are the days. But nonetheless, follow us on social media. Hit us up right here on on uh, on YouTube. Obviously, subscribe to the channel. We're powered by Bet Rivers. Check check BetRivers.com as often as you can. Maybe you can win a little bit of money this weekend. Uh, it sounded like from our show tonight, the under in the Iowa game moving forward, no matter who they're playing, is the bet. You can find us on that SiriusXM app anytime. And don't forget to check out our merch store on fieldof68.shop. I'm Clint Sterner from my man Darian Rencher and Coach Kevin Sumlin. We love you, baby.